This month's reading is provided by Esther Duflo and Abhijit Banerjee, both economists, both Nobel Prize winners. Esther, in fact, is the youngest Nobel laureate in economics. Their work crosses some of the themes that we talked about in the first year of the network. One of them, for example, is do I treat the person or do I treat the place where people live? Economists have always favoured the latter on the basis that people move. But Duflo and Banerjee finds out that people don't move. Despite all the hype about immigration, international migration is around 3% the same today as it was in 1960 or in 1990. People don't leave poor countries, they leave dangerous countries. These decisions from an economic point of view require people to be rational actors, weighing up their options, making decisions about their life chances and the life chances of their children. People, for an economist, are not needy, dependent. They're extraordinary, ingenious, especially in the work of Duflo and Banerjee. These are people who know how to live on less than one dollar a day. We don't know how to do that. They describe the poor as hedge fund managers, only smarter because they're dealing with a lot more risk. The agent of change, then, for the economist becomes the context change the context and people change their decisions. Simple examples come up over and over again in their work, very simple examples. One of them is when you get teachers to take a photo of themselves and their class at the beginning of the year, more children stay in the class until the end of the year. It's about changing the incentive structures, um, providing um, better options for people that leads to changes in behaviour. This is a rich focus of conversation and we might pick this up in our discussion next week, but there is another aspect to Banerjee and Duflo's work that I thought might interest us. I first came across them at the turn of the century when I worked in Chicago and they were setting up the Poverty Action Lab. Randomised control trials measuring impacts of interventions to reduce poverty around the world. That was the specialty of the Poverty Action Lab. This is about the time when I was advocating randomised control trials in the context of children's health and development. The Poverty Action Lab could have been a What Work Centre. In some ways, it is. If you visit the website, there are lists of things that do or do not work. But you don't get a Nobel Prize for setting up a What Work Centre. One of the exhibits I've circulated in the materials is a summary, um, the big picture, of the findings of the Education Endowment Fund, one of the more successful What Work centres here in the UK. Over a decade, um, they've funded nearly 100 trials and assimilated the evidence from around 13 trials worldwide. The exhibit summarises the ways of getting kids readier for school, for getting better behaved children when they're in school, for getting children to be more motivated, for getting parents to be more engaged with school, or for helping teachers to use technology to the greatest effect, and as you can see, much, much more. The Education Endowment Fund is well respected 
respected and its resources um, are well used. Is it making a difference to education outcomes? We don't know. I suspect not, but suspecting not is not the same as knowing. Something is making a difference to world poverty. The proportion of the world's population living on less than $1.90 a day um, at 2011 prices um, has fallen from 40% in 1981 to less than 10% in 2015, which is the last point at which we have reliable data from the World Bank. And although there is no direct evidence, I suppose the Nobel Committee concluded that Duflo and Banerjee's work uh, made some contribution to the reduction in poverty around the world. So what then is the difference between the Education Endowment Fund and the Poverty Action Lab? Both major on trials, experiments, randomised control trials, but Duflo and Banerjee do a lot of surveys to understand how people live on less than $1 a day. They do also a lot of qualitative work. Plus, they like to tell stories of their time in the communities of economically poor people. And Abhijit Banerjee weaves in stories about growing up in India in pretty deprived circumstances. And they talk a lot about other people's research, including those who profoundly disagree with their own. For the reading, and in order to keep it short, I provided a summary conclusion to the first of their two books. It's called Poor Economics. And for the podcast, I've given a link to David Runciman's conversation with Esther Duflo after their second book, um, Good Economics for Hard Times, was published. Both are great reads. Um, not only for what they tell us about human nature and interventions, not interventions for the individual, but interventions for the context, changing the incentive structures, tending the space around people, but also for how they tell us that learning requires going well beyond method, linking data from different sources, describing um, uh, initial um, preconceptions, going back to check again, and again, and again.